Optimize You Chattanooga is a hormone optimization and recovery center that specializes in hormone replacement therapy for both males and females. If you are suffering from mood swings, fatigue, low libido, or weight gain, then your hormone levels might be low. We offer in-house lab panels as well as testosterone, progesterone, estradiol, and peptide therapies. We are currently accepting new patients. Know your levels because normal is not optimal. For more information, check us out at OptimizeYouChattanooga.com. Welcome to Optimized Health. This is a podcast about empowering you to live a life of optimal health. Here are your hosts, Josh Porter, owner of Optimize You Chattanooga, and Mandy Livingston, general manager of Optimize You Chattanooga. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us with Optimized Health. I am uh, your host, Josh Porter, along with uh, co-host, co-anchor, Mandy Livingston. Co-anchor. Co-anchor. My gal pal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to say this. My wife uh, thinks you're the best part of the show. I love your wife. So she said the other day, she said, uh, there may have been yeah, one of the episodes where you weren't here. She's like, I'm not listening to it. <laughs> Because Mandy's not on She's it. like, Mandy always brings stuff like the fact, you know, well, let me tell you this. We were at uh, Jay Alexander's the other day uh-huh. and uh, some dish had broccoli in it. And she goes, I'm not eating broccoli. Mandy says it gives her gas. <laughs> I absolutely love yeah. Laura Potter. <laughs> That's Potter, right. Porter, God. Yeah, we'll call her Porter. This is my, this is my um, after infusion. Yeah. Like well, Lulu, you, Lulu. Yeah, you've been down for uh, a hot yeah. minute. I've been down for a week. Yeah, and you've got some big things coming up with yeah. a wedding for your daughter. And yeah, and so, we've got some. And big we got some big things up. coming up. Come we've on. not we've not announced it. We need to talk about it. You I know. know. This I know. is uh so this this episode we're gonna we're gonna do a few things. One of the things that I think uh, I want to start incorporating, not always, but as time allows, and just as we start to see some current events, I'm gonna I'm gonna start bringing up some topics. So today, for example, uh, uh, something that is fairly new is the fact that the FDA has stepped in and banned some peptides from compounding pharmacies. So we're uh-huh. gonna talk about that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about some of the weight loss drugs and there's been some controversy about those. And then um, and then we're gonna talk about some testosterone and secondary erythrocytosis. So, okay. Right. Um, but before all that, before that, let's this talk about is, things that really matter. Yeah, <laughs> the real <laughs> stuff. Like, what's what is our what's our big news with Optimize You Chattanooga? Yeah. So, Optimize You Chattanooga is expanding, and we are adding a second location whoop in Hickson. I'm so on. excited about yeah. that. You have been uh, a pretty key critical. Uh, part of that considering you do all the work over there. I've got blood, sweat, and tears over there. Yeah. Literal blood, yeah. sweat, and tears. Um, yeah. I feel like it's my home. Like, I feel like I live there. I feel like it is your home when I walk in. Like, you've really kind of made it homey. <laughs> oh, good. That's a good thing. Okay, you know? good. I thought, and like, because you all your left crap your crap everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, too. But, um, you, you clean up after yourself I try well. to, anyway. Uh, you, that's probably your husband doing that. But, uh, <laughs> but, no, seriously, you guys have been over there a lot. I yeah. mean, Ro- Robbie's been over there a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's... You know, his engineer brain is helping tremendously with making sure everything is symmetrical and balanced and level. Oh, yeah, Um, absolutely. If if you and I put things together, it'd be all cattywampus and (laughs) sideways. That's what I said. I said, can't you just like stand with one hip out and your head sideways and it'd look normal? And he's like, I don't think so. Like, no. no. (laughs) Um, So tell everybody where it is location wise. All right. We're at 5241. Highway 153, Suite 121. We're literally next door to Penn Station, which for those of us who are trying to be optimal is not. 
optimal. Yeah. <laughs> because we're when in between a liquor store and Penn Station. <laughs> I, so the, for now. Right, for now, because yeah. the liquor store is leaving. Yeah. But it's going next to Crunch Fitness, which, which is even better, right? I'm like, just like, in case you get out and you're like, dang, I need hydration. Yeah. Let's go get some whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I worked out hard today. I I'm was gonna a go get, Yeah. Ed Jones will appreciate that. I know, he'll, right? He'll be able to get some uh, tequila right beside uh, you know his favorite gym in town. Exactly, so that, exactly. But yeah, so super excited about that. And it is probably wouldn't you say at least double what we have now yeah. at Vance Road, yeah. which Vance Road is not going away. No, we're, right. we're going to literally have two locations to serve it, each side of the of the bridge. Of the river. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let me talk about that because I do want people to understand that. So I, I, I heavily value Vance Road's location. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the partnerships that we've built through Nutrition World and so many other people in this look, and I think it's just a different, it serves a different community, right? Sure. Um, but as we have grown, you know, it used to be when we first started, you know, it was provider was the limiting factor. Mm-hmm. And then we would expand. And that can still be a little bit of a problem. But now it's like uh, we don't have anywhere to put any other staff member. You yeah. My general manager does not have an office. <laughs> yeah. So that's an example. Um, and so just trying to be creative with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've we'd entertained satellite clinics. We tried that in the past. But that never really worked because you didn't have your own staff yeah. to provide there, right? Mm-hmm. So you had to kind of take away from your main staff and that was always an issue. And so, uh, you know, the thing, so, so yes, the Vance Road location staying, it is the OG. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the original Chick-fil-A. Yes. <laughs> it ain't going nowhere. It <laughs> nope. may not be the fanciest place, but it ain't going anywhere. Nope. Um, and, uh, and, and most of us, well, uh, let me say this, the providers will be rotating. Yes. Right. So our staff nurses will be, you know, Valerie will still stay at one and we've hired another nurse to take over the other location. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaylee for now is going to be at uh, Vance Road. So mm-hmm. most of the staff will be consistent at one location or the other, but myself and Laura Chastain will be kind of rotating back and forth mm-hmm. as we kind of you grow. Know, grow and uh, get it all set up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Or until you guys have completely overdone it on Penn Station, you can't come back because you need a break. I'm yeah, like, I do like some Penn Station. I know. I, I roll in there and I think they like. Oh, here's a lady next door causing it's, all that it's, noise. It's that Italian club. It gets it's me every time. Dang on, it's so good. I know, right? Um, so yeah, that's a, that's some big news. Um, we will have recovery services. Yeah, there. let's talk about that. So we just we just got a new cold plunge for that one. Stinking excited about excited. this. Yeah. It's bougie. It is pretty bougie. Uh-huh. So we were limited again from space standpoint of having all the modalities we wanted, and the cold plunge that we have at our current location mm-hmm. just fit the space, right? Yes. <clears throat> and so, uh, and this actually wasn't even out, but now there's a new cold plunge called the Chili Goat, uh-huh. um, which cracks me up. That name just cracks me up. Fun, you yeah. kept saying that to me the other day, yeah. and literally, I was thinking chili, like you eat, yeah, and a goat, and I'm like, why do these two? What are you and talking I don't know, about? Other than Billy Goat, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't um, but it's endorsed by Michael Phelps, yeah. so it's obviously pretty bougie yeah got, got a uh got yeah. a, a main, big it looks t- great too. Label. and the benefit is yeah. too it's um it's a little easier to get in uh-huh. it's got some like a the way you sit skid down plate, in it. i guess maybe yeah i don't know what um, you would call it anti-fall not skid marks but no skid no and if that <laughs> happens you're cleaning yeah, it yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we do have to sanitize that <laughs> yeah. thing so please um but um but it just, aesthetically it just looks cleaner looks yeah. better um, so I'm really excited about that. We we haven't pulled the trigger on a sauna yet, mm-hmm. but we haven't you know, found the right one. Yeah, and we but we want a larger one. Mm-hmm. Um, the one we have now is kind of a tight space. You know, yeah. you kind of have to go in sideways, and you it know, looks like a chicken coop at an angle. Yeah, um, but it fits the space. Yeah, and and it um, gets the job done. 
with red light therapy, um, I think what we'll eventually do with all the space that we have is, you know, you've had the red light machines actually have setups to where you can you can have the the lights lay down horizontal. Yeah. So, so you can have like a massage table. Yeah, we have it on the wall, mm-hmm. right? Which is not super convenient when you're standing in front of something for, for 15, 20 minutes. 20 mm-hmm. minutes. So this will be nice to where we can actually have a room just dedicated to red light. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited about it. And it was just the right time, right yeah. opportunity. Uh, it didn't feel like we, you know, um, pushed our way through this. Yeah. I mean, I was telling Clint Powell the other day, that I think we sat on this for what three weeks once yeah. we kind of looked at it just because we didn't want to make the wrong decision mm-hmm. um, and so I think that you know I think we both feel like this is going to be fine I think it's going to be amazing um, truly so yeah pretty excited about that um, yeah. we're hoping can I say a date not a date but a ish like before time of month before the end of the year <laughs> yeah there you go right. <laughs> yeah because then you're going to give yeah. me anxiety I'm going to pass out and yeah. you're not going to yeah. have me for the show we'll be we'll be open guys well before the end of the year that's, that's <gasps> Mandy being conservative no pressure uh, but uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think we're we're getting pretty close yeah I do too um Anything else that, uh, as far as like local news, anything we got going on? So we, yes. So on November the 11th, um, there's a holistic health fair at Nutrition World. And we are actually going to have our office open on the Vance Road office as an open house style. So we're kind of tagging along as like the little kid brother or sister could be both of us being brother and sister um, with, with the holistic health fair with, um, Nutrition World. So if you guys are out and about in the Lee Highway area on the 11th from 10 to 3, come in, visit the fair, and then come downstairs and visit our office, especially if you haven't seen yeah. our office. And then you can kind of know what we do and, you know, what to expect, especially moving into the Hickson area. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. Uh, thanks for putting that together. Yeah. And to Nutrition World for letting us oh, do that. Oh, yes. Thank <clears throat> right? you. They didn't have to <laughs> let us have an open house. So the fact that they were willing to allow us to do that is, is just kind of speaks to their commitment to us and their partnership um but yeah november 11th mm-hmm. um I, th- I think that's pretty much it yeah you know um yeah, yeah that's the most upcoming yeah. that we've got going on um, yeah we are um we're, one of the things that we're talking about today i'm actually presenting on uh in nashville yeah. in about a week and a half so i'm excited about that maybe we'll post some stuff online from that conference uh-huh. um okay <clears throat> so this doesn't really have anything to do with optimized health However, I've just got to bring this up, and I want to get your opinion. I, by the way, guys, we have not talked about any of this stuff together, so we just kind of just run this, you know, we just go off the... Uh, I'm not going to say I'm sorry for whatever comes to my brain no, out of my mouth. Not, this, is not, this is not necessarily an inappropriate topic, but I okay, just want to know if anybody else feels as frustrated about this as I do. So this past weekend, I had to take my kids to the mall, whenever oh. a good idea anyway, um, as many kids as I've got. So y'all, you're going into multiple stores and all this, right? And they all go different directions. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to, we ended up buying something from three different places. Okay. <clears throat> Every store I went into, when I would have that transaction, would ask me this question. Would you like to round up to the nearest dollar for fill in the blank for the charity oh really you see do you get this a lot so there are certain stores that do that but not every yeah i never was it a clothing store yeah i mean interesting never a clothing store uh, i think it was dick's buckle uh airy or oh yeah okay so were they all three the same no charity? All, i don't remember I, they were different charities um but it just it's usually fast food fast food is. or like coffee or i, I think 
something like that. I would, I feel like 75% of the places I go to do business as yeah. a you know consumer uh-huh. is asking me as the consumer to give them money to give to someone else. Uh-huh. And what what irks me, I think, is the fact that as a business owner, uh-huh. right, you know what profit margins are. Uh-huh. Let's just be honest. And most of, I can tell you right now, all of those companies I've transactioned with this past weekend make a lot more money profit wise than we do. Uh huh. And yet they want us to get. They it. want us to like. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy. Uh huh. It's like this easy way to just cost shift something to the consumer. Uh huh. And I'm like, why don't you? Why don't you give millions of your profits that away to yeah. whatever the charity? If you, you want you know? to support this charity, you support it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I get uh, it. No, I get it. It just it, it. I was telling somebody the other day in the office. That, you know, we were talking about this, and I'm like, it would literally be like, hey, this is my price on this. Uh-huh. However, for an extra dollar every single you know transaction, I'm going to donate it to whatever. You know, and yeah. I'm like, it just seem it just it it just doesn't come across. I, uh-huh. It was a great concept. I just feel like it's a little overdone. Well, you know, and then my next thought process <clears throat> goes to okay. So, do you give it to them every time I give it to you, or are you holding it in an account collecting the interest off of it as well? Right. Well, the other thing that so did you just get free money for absolutely um, no reason? I think the other thing is it's a. This is really getting deep here, but some people who it makes you feel better about yourself if when you, you when you up, done that when you say oh, yeah I'm, I'm I, that's my form of giving uh-huh. um, when in reality you're probably not doing a whole lot right strategic uh-huh. giving uh, in my opinion is much better uh-huh. of like I'm going to support this particular cause but it's just this easy way it's kind of like the guy on the side of the road who's like hey I'm hungry here's yeah. a dollar uh-huh. I feel like I did something for myself yeah I just feel like their companies are playing off that personally uh-huh. I just feel like they're really manipulating for sure people to get an extra 20 cents every time they do a transaction. Mm-hmm. Nah, Just I get opinion. it. I get it. Um, all right. So let's talk about peptides. Okay. <clears throat> so kind of my fa- one of my favorite subjects. So this is interesting because literally peptides. on my way over here, a patient of mine texts me and says, hey, can you give me a list of the peptides you guys offer? And I responded, well, that's easy because there's only two. <laughs> <laughs> um, because recently uh-huh. the FDA came in and said, and we kind of knew that this was coming. Uh-huh. Um, but end of September, they basically banned compounding pharmacies from producing uh, peptides that are not FDA approved. Okay. And they did it based off of the fact that there's no long-term data, so on and so forth, right? Sure. So they changed the category. Um, but what practically that looks like, because a lot of people know these peptides by name, would be that would be ipramurillin CJC1295, which is a growth hormone uh-huh. uh, peptide. Uh, butamorin, which uh-huh. is another growth hormone peptide. Uh, melanotan is no longer available through a compounding pharmacy. Um, Did you just see my face? I know. That's one Sorry, of my OGs. Mm-hmm. That's not uh, good. Not good. Um, BPC-157. That's another one. Is another one that a lot of people like. Uh, it is no longer available. That's and, fantastic for recovery of muscles. Right. And so <sighs> I understand, right? You always got to like, uh-huh. let me look at the other side of the coin here. Mm-hmm. And I do think that we should be vigorous or rigorous, I should say, rigorous about our research. I mean, yeah. I'm a huge believer in that. Um, I just, I think the problem I have is <clears throat> it almost always feels like Big Pharma is just stepping on the, any creative ideas that does not benefit them, uh-huh. right? And they control. No one can have anything else. That's right. They, yeah. can, they control the narrative. They mm-hmm. control the narrative um, because 
you know, if you go back and look at who, you know, who spends the most money in lobbyists and things like that, it's always big pharma. Yeah. And so it, it just, it, it feels a little dirty mm-hmm. is the best way. And um, it, it, it seems as though there's just no conversation moving forward. Mm-hmm. Again, I get it from an FDA approval. You got to stay within your, you know, the box. So I'm not discounting the fact that there needs to be more rigorous data. I just, it just feels like it's, they're going about it a pretty, you know, yeah. um, evil way, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and so now, here's what happens. They, did, they didn't do this with testosterone, but this is an example. So like in the early 90s, testosterone was placed on the controlled substance mm-hmm. list. <clears throat> and um, in an effort, so to speak, for testosterone to not be that readily available, right? Well, guess what happened? It went to the underground, right? People still use it. And uh-huh. that's what's going to happen. I'm just telling you. People are still going to use this stuff. They're still going to go to you know Blue Sky. They're yeah. still going to go to Peptide Sciences. They're going to order this stuff from China. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have said that like Trump. Uh, China. China. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I can't do it like yeah. you can't. <laughs> um, but, they, uh, but they're going to they're gonna do it. They're right? going to get it. They're going to get it. And, um, and then they're going to inject themselves with stuff that's for research purposes only. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, anyway, again, I'm I'm kind of interested. There's a there's a peptide uh, sciences, or no, um, what is uh, Seeds Peptide Research Institute? Um, we, uh, Dr. Seeds is an orthopedic surgeon who mm-hmm. actually has like he does conferences on peptides. So it's kind of interesting. I've been looking to see if they've issued anything, which I have not seen that. Um, but it's it's definitely there. Um, so unfortunately, peptides that are not FDA approved uh, are just really not available things that are peptides that some people don't even know this semaglutide is a peptide as an example um samorlin is a peptide that's a growth hormone peptide which is pretty much what i've used uh historically anyway yeah um but you know those are still available um but yeah it's 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 unfortunate to think that that's kind of where we've gotten well and it's it would it not be but i don't know maybe not i don't know but would it not be better to like monitor what it is and where it's going as opposed to like you said they're gonna go get it anyway Mm -hmm. it's like telling your kid they can't have chocolate and they're gonna go to the neighbors and maybe they're allergic to nuts and then they're gonna go to the neighbors and get a snickers bar yeah because i mean you know what i mean like they're going to get it yeah they're going to get it they're going to get it and it's just another example of you know compounding pharmacies as you know are so I would say mistreated. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have any stakes in a compounding pharmacy, so I'm not saying this from a financial standpoint. I just think they're picked on. Yeah. Right? Uh, they. I think the last time I looked, they they account for less than one percent of all prescriptions in the United States. So it's not like a huge margin, right? They ain't stealing that much from people. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of left, left out there to share. So, um, but it's just, you know you see it all the time where they are trying to restrict some medication through which a compounding pharmacy could you know, potentially, you know, be profitable and things like that. Yeah. Um, again, there's always a balance. I'll, I'll use the uh, semaglutide and terzepatide model um, here recently. Let's see. Let me pull this up. I want to say in August, Eli Lilly, which is Mongero's yeah. uh, uh, company, started, you know, has sued. Several, a fit. Yeah, they sued several pharmacies. They sued several clinics. Mm-hmm. Now, they were going after compounding pharmacies, which you mean, correct, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Based off the fact that they're, you know, kind of stealing their, you know, idea, their, yeah. their medication. Um, even though currently, to my knowledge, those medications, semaglutide, terzepatide, are still on the FDA shortlist, which means compounding pharmacies have a right to make that when it's kind of a supply demand issue. Uh-huh. And um, 
it is not commercially equivalent because they generally add an amino acid or some type of B vitamin or something of that nature to try to help offset some of the side effects. So they, mm-hmm. they make it different enough, if that makes sense. So, but it's still, it's, you know, so the balance is there were at some point, and there probably still are these, you know, these pop-up uh, online wellness clinics that mm-hmm. will do, you know, hey, for you can, for $300, you can get semaglutide. Well, they're ordering that from China. Mm-hmm. It's semaglutide salts, which is not technically an FDA approved product, uh-huh. which compounding pharmacies do have to use FDA safe products. Uh-huh. So you can take different compounds and put it together as long as it's on the they're if, all fda safe all of mm. the comp yes for mm. and if it's not then you don't need to use it right sure so that was an example of semaglutide um several months ago and and the problem is that hits the media mm-hmm. the media runs with it they don't know how to just dis- just dis- you know decipher any of that they just mm-hmm. say you know if you're getting the off brand of you know ozempic or wagovi mm-hmm. you're getting something that's you know not not and put the fear god on you Mm-hmm. Which is just not true. Mm-hmm. Could be true, but it's not. <laughs> um, with all scenarios, and so it's it's it, it's just that it's that power grab for we just want more of the pie. Yeah. Again, if I'm Eli Lilly, I kind of get it. I invested millions of dollars to study that medication. Yeah. Now somebody else is profiting off of it. Well, I got an idea. Don't charge twenty five hundred dollars for right. the medication. You know, don't be so freaking grubby. <clears throat> right. So how about you make it affordable? Uh-huh. And so anyway, I get it, it. It'd be one thing if it's like, yeah, this is really reasonable for somebody who needs it. But because you don't, there's going to always be a market where somebody can come down and undercut that price and give it at a more affordable, you know, price point. for. And people. then they're trying to intimidate them like the big brother who's going to like spit a loogie in your face. Yeah, because like, they, uh, they own. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just going to be a big bully about it. So let's talk about, um, so since we talked about recovery, um, one of the things that I had listened to recently, and I had read this paper a long time ago, it was out of JAMA, which is a really reputable uh, medical journal in 2015. Pretty strong, powerful study. It was um, a large study. I forget exactly how many participants were in it, but one of the things they looked at was longevity related to sauna. Okay. Mm. Now this is, this is one of the reasons I haven't pulled the trigger on sauna, uh, because um, you know, there's a little difference between dry sauna, infrared sauna, yeah. you know, temperature, all that. Which the um, one we have at our place is infrared, is infrared, which does not get as high yeah. or in in temperature, right? Um, it, a lot of people will kind of make the judgment, and I don't know that's the wrong judgment. Really, is hotter is better, regardless of infrared or dry, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just the heat itself. So anyway, this study, I just think it's cool to talk about. This study was. Uh, participants were doing four sessions of sauna 20 minute sessions four times a week so pretty consistent you know Uh but the end point of that was that it seemed to enhance longevity right long like lifespan Mm -hmm. somewhere between 17 19 percent jeez that crazy compared to the placebo yeah um yeah very significant so uh so anyway you know i don't i probably don't encourage my patients to consistently do the sauna enough and i read that this week and i thought you know i probably need to like be i i do it all the time at the gym i don't actually do one in my office because it's just i tell people they'll ask me do you use that and i'm like no it's when i get to the office guess what you work i'm I'm, I'm the same way it's not my place of relaxation it's my place to get things done yeah so i do it at the gym as a result um but i'm usually in there three days a week but i'm thinking okay maybe i need to do it four yeah um 
But do you stay in there for 20 minutes? It just depends. Sometimes I think it probably has a lot to do with, you know, am I hydrated? Mm-hmm. Um, how hot is that sucker? I mean, the one at Gold's, it, it feels like there's a 20, per, 20 degree change from day to day. Imagine that. Somebody's fooling with it. I don't know. Their equipment's not always the top of the uh, line. Understood. Um, so some days it's like, Phew, I can't handle, you know, five, uh, six minutes in here. Uh-huh. Um, and then other days it's like, yeah, I, could, I can sit in here for 20. You, there's definitely a tipping point as far as like what I feel as a result. Uh-huh. Uh, since I've had a little bit of congestion, I've definitely been more consistent with it because I do think it helps with that. Yeah. Um, and we're both over here like right. something <clears throat> magnet. But um but yeah, so anyway, I think it's it's one of those things that's definitely worth, you know, if you have access to a sauna, um, you know, and I may see if we can even post that to our, you know, Instagram page or something like that so that you've got access to that uh, yeah. that that study. My qu- Okay, so here's mm-hmm. my problem with the sauna. This is me being a, a diva. Like, okay. I'm a straight diva. I can't breathe hot air. Like, it freaks me out to breathe hot air. Even in the shower, I'm like that steamy hot air mm-hmm. freaks me out i know i'm special needs like i'm just like some kind of special what do you mean it freaks you out like you feel like there's something in that it's air? almost like, it's like, like bacteria or something no it's like it's claustrophobic like it makes me feel claustrophobic yeah, but that now the sauna that's why the, i've never gotten in the sauna yeah, but that, now the steam room is like that the steam room is going to have more fog to it, but the yeah. sauna is just like it's it's just hot. Uh huh. I mean, it's not. And see, it's maybe dry. I just need to. I'm not. You've never I'm not done even, it. No, because I can't breathe. Because I'm relating it back to the shower, you know, where it's like that hot, can't breathe it in. Really, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like the, my favorite thing to get out of the shower is open the door and go, and take that cooler breath in. Gotcha. I'm weird. I, the, the steam room kind of freaks me out. Uh-huh. I think, you know. Maybe that's what it is then. Um, if it's different. I just feel like it's got to have bacteria. Like, like it's just, got the funky I mean, it, in it. It does. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's. there's no way you can't have this like moldy kind Grow-y of water stuff. not not developing into something that's not good. Uh-huh. I, I may be wrong. Send me a study and I'll be happy to read it. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I yeah, don't get into it either. I apparently should try it just to make sure it's not related to yeah, yeah. But that's what I relate it to. Um, one last thing, and then we'll talk about testosterone. Um, but I recently saw, and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to hearing a little bit more of this conference. Uh, but there was a menopausal society uh, conference recently, and uh, several, you know, our colleagues that I've watched on Instagram were really positive about some of the overall. Most of the time, when you talk about a societal meeting, uh-huh. um, they're about 20 years behind times. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> everything's kind of slow. Yeah, meticulous. It just nothing is like current events. Um, you know. So anyway, but but the feedback from the meeting was, it seems as though there is a shift in the tide as far as you know things like hormones and breast cancer. Right. Whereas yeah. we used to have this, we're swimming upstream. We're fighting against the machine of you know trying to educate people on this. Um, now it seems like from a society standpoint that there may be positive movements in the right direction of like you know what overall i think hormones are pretty safe uh-huh. which is good that is you know? good um maybe That's that'll kind of trickle down into the general you know provider and so anyway um but i was pretty excited to see that yeah that's a big there's, step there's some things all right let's talk about some uh testosterone induced erythrocytosis okay say that you know several nah. times i'm gonna let you <clears> say it <laughs> So at this meeting in a couple of weeks, I've been uh, tasked with this topic. So, um, and I, and it's so practical, 
prevalent. So um, you didn't choose it. Somebody chose it for you. They asked me if I would talk. They gave us like there was like a list of them. They're like, hey, we want to talk about this. What's your, you know, would you be willing to tackle this one? I'm like, yeah. And part of the reason, honestly, was because it is so practical. It is yeah. something I deal with every single day uh-huh. that I just thought, you know what? Uh, let me kind of, you know, get back into the literature, see if anything's different. Um, yeah. So just kind of hone in a little bit. So, um, so define the terms essentially so what does what does erythrocytosis mean um, because one of the things that is a is a sticking point is mis um, misinterpreting misrepresenting because you'll hear a lot of people say well you've got polycythemia okay mm-hmm. polycythemia and erythrocytosis are two very very different things um, now polycythemia is a whole is kind of like the umbrella and erythrocytosis could be under it now, you know you're going to explain this to me like I I'm do. a six-year-old. Okay. But erythrocytosis means an increase in red blood cells. Okay. As a result of that, it's going to increase hemoglobin hematocrit. Okay. Right. Which is concentration levels, you know, plasma levels, things like that. Um, and that looks at, you know, as far as like the density, if you will. Mm-hmm. Polycythemia, especially when most people, when most medical people refer to something as polycythemia, they actually are talking about what's called polycythemia vera. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is it, it is a, for the most part, congenital, a few cases have been acquired, but for the most part, it seems to be more congenital, but it is a life-threatening issue oftentimes because it is an increase, not just in red blood cells, uh-huh. but also in all cell lines. So that would be white blood cells, okay. platelets, things like that. And so platelets are, you know, they adhese, they stick together, right? So you don't want high platelet counts. Um, so there's, there's, you know, white, elevated white blood cells, more mm-hmm. inflammatory in nature. So it, it's really about, you know, educating people. This morning, I, you know, I talked to a patient who's like, hey, uh, I got a question, you know, this was his first six week follow-up labs. He's like, now, do I need to, do I need to go donate blood every every two months? Mm-hmm. Right. So again, sure. that, that's where that statement or that question that patients like that ask is from this particular issue. So is he getting that question based on his friends talking to him about? And I'm just coming yeah. out, you know, his friends saying, oh, you know, because of this, I've got to do this per my doctor. You so said they've had this conversation, you know, watching football game and drinking beer. You know what I mean? Like they've had this conversation. Is so is he asking that based on that or is he asking that based on his history? He's tip most people are typically asking it from bro science. Okay. So they've either either started with uh, testosterone mm-hmm. black market or they've got a buddy who's been on testosterone who works out at the gym or they read something. Mm-hmm. Um and you know so they just it's it's similar to that that is a very common question estrogen blockers another one we'll yeah talk about that's another point. big one but mm-hmm. a lot of that comes from just a, a various places it can be from your your physician provider mm-hmm. um, there are people who do that but a lot of times it'll come from these other you know online resources sure um, okay so if you think about hematocrit, I'll just kind of explain this. If you took a test tube, mm-hmm. okay, so when somebody draws your blood, if you took a test tube, that blood has to be spun down. Okay, mm-hmm. so when we when we pull that blood out, we actually send it into what's called a centrifuge. It spins the down, and it's a separator. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, one of the things that you can look at in that test tube is plasma. So mm-hmm. if you once it's spun out, it'll look kind of oily. Um, Golden. Yeah, looks golden. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of looks like apple juice. I'll tell you how I know about that in a minute. Go okay, ahead. yeah, um, <laughs> has nothing to do with this. <laughs> um, that's plasma, right? 
So plas- So if you had everything in that tube represents 100%. Sure. Okay. So if I've got everything in that tube represents 100%, a certain percentage of that is going to be plasma. Mm-hmm. A certain percentage of that would be white blood cells. Mm-hmm. The remaining percentage of that would be what we would refer to as your hematocrit, which is your red blood cells. So you've got plasma, white blood cells, red blood cells. And the percentage of that red blood cell to that 100% is usually 45, 46, 47. Okay. Right? 45%. The rest of it would be that plasma with some of the white blood cells. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Now, what did you hear about this golden? No, plasma. Okay, for those of us in the, in the how do I want to say this, um, beauty world, okay. goes and gets vampire facials. And in a vampire facial, mm-hmm. you get microneedling. Do you know okay. what that is? Mm-hmm. I do they, know that. Put holes in your face, yeah, essentially, like yeah. aerate your yard, you aerate your face. Okay. okay. So they is do it that. Painful? Mm, I don't know. It's numbed. Oh. So I assume yes. They numb it with a cream? They numb it with a cream. Okay. Yeah. And so then you get aerated or, you know, micro needled. And then after they do that, they put in your own plasma back on your face. So they basically damage your face, put your own plasma back on. So then your body then goes to repairing with your own. Is it. Plasma or is it platelet-rich plasma? Do you know the difference? I do not know the difference. Platelet-rich plasma is like where plasma that includes growth factors. I would. I don't know the hmm. difference. Ooh, I'm going to ask next time because I'm getting okay. it done soon. Yeah, PRP. PRP. Yes, is yes, it it's PRP. Yeah. yeah. See, so, I didn't know what PRP meant. Yeah. Plate, so it's got growth factors. So right? yeah, it's, yeah, it's platelet-rich then. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and so every time I go, how often do you have to do that? I do it once a year. Oh, in January is when I usually do it. But I know, right? It's something you didn't know about me. But mm. anyway, but it, and it looks gruesome. But for how long? Um, about two days. Really? Yeah, because the, Do you go out in public during that time. I mean, when my daughter, when Kaylee was, I've been doing it for a few years, and when Kaylee was a cheerleader, okay, I went to one of her basketball games immediately afterwards, and you have to leave the plasma on your face for a certain amount of time. I didn't care. I rolled up in there with that plasma on my face. I looked like Maybe. I had been beat to his. I looked like I had been beat to a pulp. And then I kept making faces at Kaylee. And I told her, I said, just when I make a good face, it just fall out on the floor like I'm some kind of witch that has like messed with you. Because she was like, you are embarrassing me. That's mother. hilarious. But, I, you know, I couldn't help it. That's the kind of mom I am. But Not missing that ball game. No, not missing that ball game. Mm, that baby's cheer. <laughs> right, exactly. But it's supposed to make that collagen bounce back too. But every time I go to the esthetician and she pulls that on me, she'll be like, oh, it's Golden. So when you said okay, golden plasma, and the more golden it is, the more excited she gets. Yeah. So I try hard yeah. to make my, and I don't know what I do to make it golden, but nonetheless, hmm. mm-hmm. I like that. I know, right? It just means you're healthier. I think the uh, the more golden it means, kind of like your your blood is you know thick with it cholesterol. Dang well, better nasty. be. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> it better be. It better be. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just a little off the track has nothing to do with testosterone. So when it comes to you know how to manage this, um, this is again kind of so controversy point number one is like what's the definition of terms, right? Polycythemia, sure. erythrocytosis. That's a little bit more medical, um, and then it's like well, how do you manage it? And so there's societal guidelines. Um, you've got the endocrine society, the urology society, um, European society, mm. and what's interesting is they all have various, you know, perspectives. That's fixed. Yeah. Um, shocking, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and one of the things I always tell my patients is you've got to remember is that recommendations are simply opinions. Yeah. Right? I mean, they are just an opinions you know, of a committee or what have you. 
of the literature that we have in at that time, um, but it is not necessarily something that is evidence-based 100%. Yeah. It is an opinion and interpretation of certain data points. So most of the time, it's going to be uh, a hematocrit greater than 54. Mm-hmm. Um, you would stop therapy. Some, I think uh, the Canadian Society uh, has theirs where if it goes above 54, that's when you just donate blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, but 54 is usually kind of a cutoff mm-hmm. based off societal recommendations. If, if their hematocrit's at 50, then you don't start therapy as far as the endocrine society. So if they come so in at baseline. They, okay, okay. That, that's why I was excited. And I'm going to explain this because I do think there's some validity to that point uh, because one of the things that we should, if, if somebody comes into your office with high hematocrit and they're not on testosterone Mm -hmm. that should be worked up would be my would be the take-home message if you have a high hematocrit the answer is or the question should be why right i can justify it if you are on testosterone that's why Mm -hmm. you have a high hematocrit but if you're not some some things you got to look at is um smoking Mm -hmm. can cause it uh, undiagnosed sleep apnea. Because it restricts your... That's right. Calculus. So undiagnosed sleep apnea, COPD. Mm-hmm. Um, think it, it, high hematocrit, high red blood cells is in many ways kind of a compensatory mechanism. Mm-hmm. I am not getting enough oxygen, therefore my body, pretty cool, compensates by creating more of the transport molecules that carry more oxygen. So now I have a more um, options mm-hmm. to have more oxygen to that system. So, okay, so if they have this, let's say, they ha- and they're not a smoker, mm-hmm. and that you, they don't have any of those things you just named, is there a certain, I don't know, disease or yeah, something? Hem- yeah, hemochromatosis um, can be something where their iron levels are kind of high, Okay, and they will have to donate blood uh, routinely. Um, they would know that ahead of time, would Most they of not? the time, by the time they've seen me, they would. Yeah, I mean, cause Is I'm, there a certain age this comes about? No, a lot of times hemochromatosis is, is, well, not a lot of times, it is a genetic component. Okay. So most of the time you're, somebody in your family's already been diagnosed with it. Okay. Now, by now, to where it's like, <clears throat> okay, you, you know, all my kids need to be Tested. ran through this. Mm-hmm. And the treatment for hemochromatosis is just routine th- phlebotomy. Can it be man or woman? Mm-hmm. Or is it generally man? No, it can be man or woman. Okay. Now, testosterone-induced erythrocytosis generally affects men more than women. Okay. Well, because they take higher a higher dose. Yeah. God, okay. You're so smart. <gasps> See, this is what happens Man. when I come and hang out with you all the I time. I mean, you just nailed that. Ha <laughs> um, But, you know, the other Promise. thing. The, um, it, it, from a From a testosterone standpoint, uh, the, me, the the physiology of it is, because this, this has been debated as well, is like, why does testosterone cause it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right? Yeah. There's, you, you have red blood cells in the um progenitor cell or in the bone marrow that's kind of stimulated from the progenitor cells that seems to probably be the biggest um development there is erythropoietin which is a you know a strong um potent uh that's that's the drug that like lance armstrong cheats with or <laughs> cheats she did. with I should he say doesn't she cheat he anymore doesn't cheat um and he's also not married <laughs> is he not well not to what's her face cheryl crow yeah really no they're divorced for a long time yeah, for oh. a hot minute, for sure. Look at us gossiping. <gasps> we just went, I'm sorry. He's, he we lives in Colorado. I did watch that uh, documentary. He's got, a, he's got a potty mouth. Mm. Um, well, he thinks he's untouchable. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, he does have... It like, works on ego. You don't really have to cuss like that all the time. <laughs> 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 you could use different words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe his um, vocabulary is limited. 
so anyway. <laughs> so we the, um, digest. <laughs> yeah. I've got a story that came to my mind that I was like, oh, I should share, share this. No, I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Excuse so, me, <laughs> the, uh, so one of the things that I want to talk about, too, is the there are differences as far as the amount of erythrocytosis that you'll see, mm-hmm. depending on which formulation of testosterone you take. Okay. So, for example, you don't see this uh, often um, in people who use cream, male, female. Okay. So you don't mm-hmm. see. Okay. So if you use a cream based testosterone. Why? probably to some degree i don't know that we really fully understand this we've just kind of observed it but probably to some degree because the levels ebb and flow right okay. yes you yeah. know with cream you have to do it a couple times a day mm-hmm. um, so it's going to be in and out of your system faster injectables longer half-life it mm-hmm. kind of keeps that system revved up a little bit that's probably why but i mean I, i'm talking you know you may see it in 10 percent of your patients on cream whereas you may see it in 60 70 percent in your patients with injectable okay so it's a much more prevalent situation in somebody who's using injections versus cream you also again because it kind of makes sense what i just talked about where you micro dosing yeah um sometimes that actually helps it so you can bring the amount of testosterone down that you're doing per injection Mm -hmm. by separating it by just more frequent doses Um, so the more level (laughs) you are the less likely in terms of testosterone yeah peaks and valleys you the can more typically level. level that off a little bit. And, okay. then, and then you can also see, um, you know, people who are dehydrated, peop, you know, so people who, who have a lot of cardiovascular activity. Mm-hmm. If I'm a runner, um, I may be able to handle testosterone at a certain level. Mm-hmm. That somebody who's not a runner would start to have erythrocytosis. Well, look, I am this past year when I was prepping this past year for the last show that I was mm-hmm. in. Matt, my da- Matt, Matt, my Davis. I'm telling you, I'm losing my mind. Matt Davis, my trainer, he had me start putting salt in my water. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm never going back. Like I have felt so much do better. You use a uh, Himalayan pink mm-hmm. salt. How much water do you, or salt do you put in there? It's a stupid, ridiculous. Well, you see my cup. Like my cup yeah. is 32 ounces. Yeah, it's it's. Well, that's 52, I think. Oh. But anyway, it's like I put like a fourth of a teaspoon in per cup. per time i make that cup every yeah. time you drink every it. single time and it's you like every the taste time. of it too the taste you get used to it like yeah. you build a tolerance where it like doesn't seem so like dear lord i have yeah. salt in my water you know but i will never go back no salt tastes or salt water tastes weird without salt without though. salt now my sister does it too and now my brother-in-law does it too i know they talk to me about it mm-hmm. um yeah look what i'm doing to them. yeah i know they, they literally <laughs> talked to me about it today uh, i was like that I, when they said it i was like mandy's been talking mandy's to been in there I, I sure did i was like i know who's but t- i'm who telling you i do not my skin is different it's not as ashy like i get places where i got super dry skin stuff like that so the hydration portion that mm-hmm. just came with doing that one specific thing is incredible that's crazy mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it I'll let you. I'll give Do you some it. feedback. Uh-huh. Okay. Start little and go big. Thanks, Mandy and Matt. <laughs> I'll let you know. Start little and go big. Yeah, like start a with a little bit, bit of salt. Okay. And then go bigger. No, I go bigger. Go home. Then you'll be like, dear lord, yeah. this is yeah. disgusting. <laughs> I'm drinking the sea. Yeah. Listen, my wife makes some of the god awfulest concoctions for water lemon water with apple cider vinegar oh i can't with with a little bit of ginger and what's the worst is like she'll leave these cups sitting around the house and i will just grab it and take a drink that's what you get for doing that first of all (laughs) and it's it's never like about the time i get used to 
oh, she's doing this, and I, yeah. I've kind of built up a tolerance. She changes it on me. She she changes the whole thing, and it's a completely different concoction. And it's like, <laughs> I just started kind of liking the one you had. Now, and she'll be like, well, I just read that, you know. Yeah, I, I got to put this in it. I now. think the most recent one, she's got molasses. And I'm like, molasses? I don't, I don't like molasses. It was, she's training for a marathon, so she's trying to incorporate she's some. She's a superhuman. Um, so I think that's why she added these molasses. I don't like molasses. So. Has she ever done a ginger poultice? I have no idea. It sounds vulgar. It pulls. The, it is not. It pulls like if you have um, joints that are inflamed. Okay. You put a. You you literally scrape off ginger. Yeah. Shred it into as fine as you can. Put it into a like a cheesecloth. Okay. Put it on that area for like thirty minutes, and it heats up to the. And you keep it on there until you can't stand it, it anymore. Hot, it gets hot. And it gets hot. And then once you What's take it off, the heat? I don't know. It sounds like a wise tale. Angie and Doug have done it (laughs) at my house. (laughs) I've not done it. But he was complaining about his elbow hurting. And I was like, Angie, put this on him. So we used him as a test monkey. And he was like, oh, my God. Can I take this off now? It's so hot. Feels like it's burning my skin. And it's not. I got it Mm. from Barbara O'Neill. And it's not. But he took it off and he was like, seriously. I mean, ginger's kind of spicy. So maybe that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Joints. Yeah. All right. Put it in your hip. Now, if you were going to come out and tell me to go uh, dig up a hole and put some bacon in the in the ground, <laughs> have you heard that one? No. Oh my gosh, I don't even remember what it takes away, but um, but I remember somebody tell me that you know their grandmother told them to go outside and dig up a hole and put some bacon in, it and it'll get rid of something. So Rob puts well, not now, but when he was a kid, his grandmother would put onion in his socks. Yeah. To pull it, pull out the coal, pull that stuff out, mm-hmm. yeah. and it would turn the color. Ugh. That's huh. disgusting. My mother, uh, sorry, we've really digressed, but I'll tell you this one thing. <laughs> my, we used to call it the uh, secret swipe. <clears throat> my mom, when we were sick, would take Vicks Vapor Rub, uh-huh. which is great. Yeah. It opens you up, you yeah. know. Yeah, I'm a And fan. she'd come in and she'd, you know, like Fair rub it on your chest. Yeah. And then as she's walking out the door, she would take one last swipe and hit it across, like right underneath your nose. And it was like <laughs> the swipe. worst. My, br- my brother and I would like start, you know, pulling our head up. Because you knew she, what was coming. Yeah, because she was like, it's got to get close to that nostril, you know. like Yeah, it, open uh, it up. I mean, it, it'd, put, it'd light you on fire. If um, you're not careful, she's going to stick it in your eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She'll she, miss swipe yeah, she, and get you, don't you in miss the eye. Mama. She, she going to get you. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, she the secret swipe. We, uh, we talk about that still. I still, I make my kids do that now. I think though, honestly though, and in all seriousness, there are some things that are just home remedies. Yeah. That just work. That's right. Yeah. They just work. Salt in your water. It just right. works. Yeah. You know, like even if you're having a sugar craving, if you will take and drink salt water, you'll find out if the craving right. is real. Or if you just brain you're needed something. The um from a science standpoint, the N of one, mm-hmm. meaning you're the you are the study, mm-hmm. is kind of powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. Um you can only use yourself, but I think I think that's actually in a lot of different realms fine to do yeah how does it make you feel Mm -hmm. so anyway um so one last thing i'll talk about is so if you kind of think about this again from a practical standpoint the question is not does testosterone cause increase hemoglobin increase hematocrit increase blood red blood cells in majority of patients yeah that answer is yes Uh I, i don't i don't think anybody can really question that from the science the real question is does that cause harm? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. And I think you've, you know, you have to use clinical acumen. I don't like the idea of every single person who is on testosterone should phlebotomize every, you know, sixty days yeah. for something that I don't think we see in the literature that is harmful. Just do to it for everybody. not. Don't do it for the sake of doing it. Right. So because when you look at the data of when they 
when they have looked at testosterone induced you know side effects and, and most of the time when you're going to correlate some kind of increased red blood cells it's going to be cardiovascular in nature sure okay well m- most studies that are at, well all good studies powerful studies that have looked at testosterone related to cardiovascular have really shown there's not increased risk mm-hmm. the studies that have shown potential harm have always had a lot of limitations they've always had some holes in them where it's like eh, that's a terrible design terrible study we can't really use that as like hard evidence so, but that's something that people base a lot of their decisions off of. Was well, I thought you know testosterone caused cardiovascular events. Sure. Which again is going back to this idea of erythrocytosis. So, here's where the take home is. <clears throat> what would I tell somebody who's kind of interested in, in you know being aware of this? If you've got a hematocrit level that starts to rise, probably above fifteen percent of your baseline, um, that that's probably a sign of like mm, let's let's kind of see what's going on there. And then secondly, look for symptoms. Right. <clears throat> if I like a lot of my patients to pay attention to their blood pressure. Mm-hmm. If my blood pressure's trending up, it really kind of out of nowhere. Or if I'm starting to complain of maybe some headaches or yeah. maybe I'm complaining of uh, fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. I felt great. Now I don't. And it was like, well, that's kind of weird. Where did that come from? Uh-huh. Sometimes I see this a lot. Again, it's kind of a case study of one person um, from time to time. But a lot of times when I have a patient phlebotomize, one of the first things I'm going to ask them is, how does it make you feel? Yeah. If they say, I feel tons better, they're probably somebody that should do it routinely. Are they going to feel tons better immediately? Almost immediately. Okay. Is my experience. It may not be like as soon as they get out of the chair, but almost within that day, they will t- oftentimes It's not notice. like they got to go to sleep, wake up. That's right. <clears throat> and so uh, so it's just something to be aware of that, yes, you you might benefit from it, but is it something to be scared of? I would say not based off of what I see in the literature. Okay. Something to be aware of, but not scared of. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a, the other thing I tell people is it's not a mountain I'm going to, it's not a hill I'm dying on. Okay. Because if somebody, if somebody's super passionate about donating blood, it's great. Not so silly. It's great for the community, uh-huh. right? Community's always begging you to do it. Yeah. Um, wear it out. Now, I have a question about that. Because my husband, as you know, mm-hmm. donates, and there are times because when they're he's symptomatic. Yes, and there are times you know that he, they're like, "We're not taking this, like we're just dumping it." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because of the, so there's there's a difference between donation and, and therapeutic phlebotomy. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of testosterone patients they will have again. This is dependent upon the wherever they're donating, uh-huh. but they'll have parameters of we only take a level certain height. And mm-hmm. I don't, I think hemoglobin of 19 is an example. Um, from blood assurance, I don't think they'll they'll use that. Uh-huh. If they have a therapeutic phlebotomy order from uh-huh. your provider, yes. then they will do that and then just get rid of it. So drain and dump it, right? Uh-huh. Which we actually have the option of doing that in our office. We don't donate that blood, but we can, we can phlebotomize somebody in our office we just have to discard it because properly. We yeah, we do. I'll just put that out yeah. there. <laughs> we dispose of um, it we don't properly. It down the sink. Yeah. yeah, we're not vampires. Yeah, we're not, we're not we don't. Sink. We don't inject it back into Mandy's mm, face. No, no. <laughs> God, gross. Vampire uh, facial. Get your own yeah, facial. Yeah. Um, but no, we um, <laughs> we yeah we can do that. But but I think it is. I mean, I would say um, I probably have ten to fifteen patients that yeah. routinely, you know need to do it feel better when they do it yeah um i've got zero problem with that i just think it i just think it requires a little bit more effort on the provider to be aware of what's going on yeah to stay you know i may be wrong one day i may look at the literature and say you know what there's finally a study that says this was you know this is the way to do it 
but I would just suggest let's make the literature show us that yeah. before we just assume that it's got to be a problem. Because one of the benefits of it is with increased red blood cell production comes increased oxygen carrying capacity, comes recovery is yeah. beneficial, comes performance is better. Mm-hmm. So you, there are some truths to like, huh, I actually feel better mm-hmm. when I exercise or I recover faster, partly because you've got more oxygen carrying capacity occurring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that seemed to be what helped my husband the most. Yeah. That yeah. and getting on his sleep apnea. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God he finally did it. Lord Jesus. Um, but that's person. another thing that you got to look at. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think that's something we got to always consider is, are we helping those patients? We can get, we can be so focused on, you know, this patient's just a testosterone patient and that's all we're thinking about. Yeah. But you start to see something that's like, man, this doesn't add up. One of the most common things, especially in guys, is sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. They just need a sleep study to see where it's at. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of great resources out there for that. Maybe we'll talk about that one day. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, we've gone long enough. I think one of the biggest takeaways, though, that you said, I just want to put this out there, is that you said baseline over and over and over again. Yeah. So if there's someone out there who has not gotten a full panel of blood work just simply for a baseline yeah we highly encourage highly encourage that that does not mean that you have to be put on any kind of therapy or you know prescriptions or you know whatever just for your own knowledge to know where you are how you feel at that point in time Mm -hmm. because that's all it is is a snapshot in time that's the best way to you know that's a that's a great way to start taking ownership of your health. Absolutely. Right? Which is what we're all about is how do you as a as a patient, as an individual, take ownership. No, don't expect it to come from your provider, from myself, from anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to take ownership and you've got to look at those things and yeah, I think you're you're right on. Yeah. So it, it so that's your takeaway for today. If but, you guys you guys have an action plan. <laughs> that's, that's the general manager. There's my GM in. right there. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram, optimize you no, optimize you chat. You can't find me there. Uh, but you can also find us at Optimize Health Chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Facebook the same. Uh, you can find us on all the major platforms for podcasting, Spotify podcast and our website Apple uh, podcast and our website which is optimizedhealthnow.com uh-huh. I've almost forgotten some of that stuff I'm so proud of you I know right <laughs> um, until next time you've been listening to another episode of Optimized Health with Josh Porter and Mandy Livingston for more information and past shows go to our website optimizedhealthnow.com thank you for listening I'm Mandy Livingston from Your Home Radio on 981 The Lake. Attention all ladies, listen up. Are you feeling tired, loss of energy, weight gain, or low sex drive? Then your hormone levels might be low. I've got the solution for you. Optimize You Chattanooga is a hormone optimization center that specializes in hormone replacement therapy. They changed my life and they can change yours. Find them online at optimizeyouchattanooga.com.